Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Anyone, anyone, what, like $50,000? <laughs> I actually, I actually won $150,000. <laughs> Welcome back to That's a Gay Ass Podcast, the podcast that asks, whose fault is it that you're gay? It's me, Eric Williams, and you just had a devastating 4th of July, and I hope you found some time to disassociate and relax for a second. Uh, we are coming with a gorgeous episode with the gorgeous Nathan Pearson from the even more gorgeous Secure the Gag podcast. You know, when you have a pro on the pod, you just, you can tell and the conversation is stunning. I call this episode the, um, the music from the early aughts. That's the secondary title. We do so much singing. So sing along if you can. You know the words. I do want to recognize I pissed some people off last week by talking about Bette Midler and her, dare we say, threatening remarks. Remember her tweet that was like, you're next, gays, fully threatening us in caps on Twitter.com. I know Bette Midler has always been and always will be an ally, but um, I received a message from a listener in particular who told me he was never going to listen to this podcast again. He said, quote, she's been an ally for 50 years and you jump on a bandwagon of misguided goofs? Benefit of the doubt. Maybe it's the COVID fog. (gasps) Drag me telling me that my COVID brain made me so dumb that I would doubt our, our number one ally, Bette. Listen, Gerlina, I know that Bet is an ally. I also know she did a dumb tweet, and I really enjoy all of the banter and the messages. So if you if you want to send me another angry message like that, you the person who said you're no longer listening, that I kind of have a feeling you couldn't help but come back, or anyone else, message me. I like this. We want to have a dialogue because I understand what you're saying, but unfortunately to prove my point even further she tweeted again twice really problematic shit i don't want to say what she said because it's actually like pretty bad but she was being uh, transphobic even islamophobic there's like a picture of the supreme court she posted you can look it up she just should not have access to her twitter password that is my truth and i'm sticking to it speaking of my truth i need to level with you and this is actually uh, tough for me to say because 
I've been avoiding the t-shirt conversation for a while. Um, I did receive the Gay Ass Podcast t-shirt merch example in the mail, and I don't like that it's the color white with the name tag on it. It doesn't look like I want it to look. And I've been delaying the inevitable, which is just doing my due diligence and uh, getting a different style of shirt that's not just plain white. I want some sort of like, I don't know, design. My friends that are so trendy and cool have like a tie-day moment that I might steal that idea. But I'm I'm in the designing phase again, and it's going to be up this month. I promise you that um, because it's just too cute not to. So thank you for your patience. I will post a picture of the white shirt with the logo just because it gives you an idea of how cute the name tag will look. But I just wanted to be honest with uh, my truth and where we stand with that merch. We're going to get into this episode of Nathan Pearson's That's a Gay Ass Podcast. You must stick around for the end where he talks about devastating celeb encounters. I also tell of one through my husband or of someone that was not nice in person. Really good stuff. Also, you heard on that teaser about Nathan's $150,000 money win from a game show on television. Just a great episode. Follow along at Gay Ass Podcast. You know, I'm at Eric Wills. And I hope you're taking a second just to uh, take care of yourself. I love you so much. And thanks for being here. Nathan Pearson, can I tell you why I'm nervous for this interview? Why? (laughs) Because it's the first time I've recorded this podcast wearing a tank top. Oh my god. (laughs) That is major. I mean, I was a little nervous because I put on a hoodie um, and it's summer, but I was like, I'm just going to go for it. This Target hoodie. Why does today feel like a hoodie day for you? Oh my gosh. It's just, I feel like this weekend was like whiplash and then it being like the 4th of July and like seeing the differences on online between people who are like going out and having a great party, like Whitney Rose from Real Housewives. <laughs> Was she having? Well, I didn't see her social. Was she, was she just living her best life? Full on red, white, and blue rager, and then like everyone else, just you know, saying "fuck America" and just being in solidarity, and then everything happening in Highland Park, and it's just oh like God. it's just been terrible. It's been a roller coaster of mostly just like from devastation to like less devastation. Like that's where the roller coaster goes. But you're right when you see the red, white, and bluesies on the interwebs. You say to yourself, "Is this okay?" Yeah, and it's it's not. <laughs> it's not, and I actually felt like insecure. Even I wore blue shorts on the fourth with this red tank mm-hmm. top, and I was like, "Is this too American?" No, <laughs> it's subtle. What was it on purpose? I mean, like what? A what nod. Was, what a was nod. the correct? I was, was a, a nod, nod to a America. Nod, casual. <laughs> I was giving a slight nod to this country. I mean, I don't know. It, it was half on purpose and half just like it was mm-hmm. the only tank top that looks good on me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Am I canceled? No, not at all. Every um, party, and by every, I went. To, I went to two different gatherings for the fourth, and both of those, you, no one wanted to say happy fourth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Tommy Doe, who I know, uh, we both know, uh, uh, yes. posted the funniest video. <laughs> about, I like, loved that video so much. People not coming to the fourth of July's party, uh, which I, I, I loved. I loved. And he had like fifty Domino's pizzas show up. Mm-hmm, oh, devastating! Mm-hmm. Do you know what's actually devastating about that uh, video is that I had a birthday party clap. It's like very. <gasps> I know you already know where it's going. It's very Carrie Bradshaw when no one goes to um, meets her at the restaurant for her birthday. I invited like we'll say we'll say twelve. Mm-hmm. 
we'll say 13 people to an apartment gathering, which is my jam. God, do I love. Especially Wait, I, when I, I truly thought you were going to say like your like 12th birthday party, but this was like <laughs> as an adult. No, like 29, babe. Okay, and so I was, um, yes, living as a fully adult male uh, and in New York City. You know what? You're like, you just love when people just like crowd around a coffee table. Like mm-hmm. that's what, like that's, that was what I was, I was searching for that night. Matt was going to make a gorgeous bean dip. We'd maybe have an edible, have some cookies. And um, just circumstantially, a la Carrie Bradshaw, four people showed up. You know, what was the timing? Where was it a, was it a long weekend? These things <laughs> what happen. if I was? These things you're happen. right. Actually, con- contextually, there must have been there must have been something else there going was on because going on. Or do you think that like true to my worst fear, no one likes me? That's not true. That's absolutely not true. Nathan, I'm so grateful that you are saying that. <laughs> um, I do wanna I do wanna say that. You have a, um, a video. Well, first of all, can I congratulate you on hosting Secure the Gag? You are oh, so thank you good. So the podcast much. is so good. Your guests are so good, and I feel like am I allowed to say that we are sort of podcast sisters? We are. I would. I would say we're sisters. Yeah, we're two queers out here in the podcast game. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, so now that I've complimented you, I do want to now um, cancel you. Oh my god! <laughs> you made a video. <laughs> You made a video that is titled POV Every Podcast Video, and mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm. every podcast promo video, and it's basically an attack on me personally. What um, what do you have against me and my family? Okay, here's the thing. Uh, yes, Reed, Reed Pope and I, my friend and collaborator and my client, um, I'm their manager. They're my manager. It's a whole thing. Wow, we made it's a manager, manager's yeah. soup. Yeah, we we did make a video calling out people who make podcast videos, mostly from it was inspired by and I've made these videos. I've made these videos, too. Of course, we promo, but it's we're in a um, another pandemic, which is on TikTok podcast videos, particularly of straight people. Um, yeah. cause they have their whole setups. Like it's like, a, it's like a fancy living room and they like have mics and like couches and like snacks. I could never, I could never. Who and the fuck, who the fuck is doing the production on these videos? That's what I want to know. Like is Scorsese now doing mm-hmm. podcast promo? Y- yes. Essentially, yes. And in these videos, we, Reed and I just were lull so hard, specifically at those videos because it'd be, it, it would just be like the most hooky, clickbaity type of phrase. Like, um, last weekend I saw 50 dicks and they're like, 50 dicks. And then it's just like, it, it's, and they're all like non sequitur nonsense, but then they go super, super viral. And, and it's like, it was just really funny. In a way, though, you saying this makes me feel like you need to, like, write this down and then give me the answer to how I can just do viral video after viral video for a podcast I, promo. What's the, Give me an example of a hook that you think that we'll do for this episode that will go viral. Sure. In, in the video. Sure, 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 sure. Um, yeah, I blew my hand off with a firework. Firework? Firework this past weekend... I, I wait. This is bad. This is bad. I feel like this is not okay for like people who actually blow hands. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm backpedaling, 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 backpedaling. Workshopping, workshopping. Um, so there I was, um, at three dollar bill, and two guys came up to me and they said, "Now in the stall," and I said, "What?" They said, "Now in the stall." I go to the stall with them. They take me into the big stall, the one that's the last of the row, right? Their friend is stuck in the toilet. They thought I was a paramedic. Because <laughs> I was wearing black and white. And red. Red Wait, crosses. I, 
they oh my god are you a paramedic no no that that was my clickbaity story for you no i know but i'm asking i'm asking now i'm asking now um so did you did they still fuck you (laughs) yes and then and then we fucked Wait, that is 100% going to be our viral clip. I can't great, wait. Great, 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 great. And then you're going to get a lot of DMs being like, how dare you talk against the paramedic community? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that was really well done. And I'll do it again. I'll talk against them again. I will. <laughs> yeah, well, paramedics, they, I can't say what they did to my dad, but it wasn't good. <gasps> oh, no. I read about that. Remember what they called him? Fag. <laughs> wait you weren't supposed to say it but oh, i'm sorry I guess, no it's okay the the paramedics they the i think the i think the i think the non-compete has expired okay good i was trying to think of the word for um instead of non-compete it's um nda oh no 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 keep going keep going keep going keep going instead of nda instead of non-compete it's when you can't get close to someone um the restraining order restraining order yes now yes, we're talking yes, yes. about now this is the podcast called documents um documents. okay <laughs> <laughs> i love we like go into different legal documents together i think that's beautiful pdf yeah, yeah, yeah now you yeah, go you go now you go um mp4 um um okay now i'm gonna go wait um now i'm gonna go <laughs> Men- menu oh shit menu.pdf <gasps> oh a fucking online document okay here mm-hmm. i go here i go mm-hmm. sheet music Oh shit. shit! 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 I think that's the that that wins. <laughs> <laughs> that's the denouement, babe. <laughs> so wait, you're from? It's just so funny that you are from. You are a queer girly. It's uh-huh. a gorgeous podcast from Georgia who also was on the TV show iCarly. Yeah, that is my journey. That why sums it up. why don't I know the backstory for that? Why? You, okay, so for I, I want to tell anyone who doesn't know that that Nathan posted a gorgeous clip of you. What was the Nickelodeon prompt that got you into the click, oh, doing a clip of that oh, video? Oh, oh, it was like um, on TikTok. It was like, tell me you were on Nickelodeon without telling me you were on Nickelodeon. Yes. And then you go to a clip of Foley, iCarly, and then mm-hmm. like a young Nathan Pearson, just like quick cut to you. You sneeze on the camera. We see the snot hit the, hit the actual lens mm-hmm. and then blackout. Yeah, well, that it cuts to me as a gay adult sneezing again for the kids. Yeah, yes. yeah. So I was just feeding into the nostalgia of it all on TikTok. Are you a child actress? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was my journey. So tell me everything. What were you doing this from Georgia? Were you going to Los Angeles? Yeah. So I was doing like theater growing up, and then like you know Tommy and Janessa, you know, were getting agents in Atlanta, and I was like. Mom, like, can I do that? And my parents were like, absolutely not. That's insane. Because my parents were yeah. like, not, not in the arts or industry at all. And then, you know, I started doing like professional theater. And then it seemed like, oh, like maybe Nathan can do this. And so then my parents kind of like, were like, okay, we'll give it a try. And then I ended up getting like representation and then like whirlwind. And it's like, okay, my mom's out with me in pilot season. Uh, like in LA, when like pilot season in LA was like a thing for like, I yeah. think like things are like year long now, but like when you would like go out just for like January to like beginning of April. Right. And so we did that. And then I, yeah, I booked iCarly, which was like my first thing I booked. And then I wrote like a role on there that was like recurring for a little bit. And then I just like started booking a lot of random things. Not a lot, but like here and there. And then the writer strike happened in 2007 and everything kind of just went to shit. And it was, it was also a time when people could tell me that like, 
because I'm half Asian. And so they'd be like, you're not Asian enough for this role, or you're not white enough for this role, or um, you're too effeminate. Uh, you know, so it was like, it was when people could just like say that to you or like, yeah. you know, people were like, oh, you look kind of Hispanic. You can go out for like those roles. Like it was that time of Hollywood. <laughs> how, so how old were you when you were hearing this? And like, how did you internalize that? Yeah, I was like, at that time I was like 12. And so... Oh. What a fucked up age to hear that too. It's it's not it's not it's not okay at any age, but especially like twelve is. I feel like twelve is tough. It was tough, but like I was I was still so young where like I didn't fully process it. I think mm-hmm. it did help me with like understanding like rejection early on because I, I I was really able to just like bounce back from things. So I was like, oh, like it's just like that's just what it is. So mm-hmm. I think that's that's helped me. I did have like my old manager that I had at the time when I was a kid recently maybe, like, during over the pandemic, like, reached out to me and, like, we connected and we, like, FaceTimed and it was really weird. Uh, and he, he, like, apologized to me for, like, putting me through, like, some of those kinds of, like, things. Wow. Um, which was really nice. That is really nice. I mean, I feel like you don't hear about that often of people actually owning up to the things that they wish they'd done differently. Well, he was just like, you know, I'm sorry that there was so much, like, whatever. Like, you were obviously such, like, a queer, excited kid, but, like you know, it'd be like, you know, tone down, tone down, tone it down, faggy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was an interesting time. So you now as an adult, do you, d- d- does it change your relationship to like the industry at all? Having done it as a kid? Totally. I think that like my, my goals in the industry and like what I want to do is, is definitely been shaped by that. I, I see myself as like, I'm not going to get a role or any type of thing like that traditionally. Like, I feel like I'm mm-hmm. going to be someone who has to create my own opportunities, which I'm like fine with, yeah. which still exists today. Right. It's like, it's, and you know, too, like as like, you know, a squares and media, it's like representation is, is hard and the roles are few. And I think that's the most, dare I use the word tenacious way to go about the industry is like the constant pivot to realizing maybe the things you have to do to make the future you want. And that's exactly how I have felt with like, oh, I'm not going to get a really great agent and then go up for Jonathan Groff's boyfriend in the next thing. And then I'm going to, you know, get Miami. I was like, that's not how it's going to go for me. And so, like, I think it would be easy to dwell on the devastation of just like, oh, I can't, it's not, I'm not going to have like a natural, easier route. But you just have to like, Put what you, like sink your teeth into just like you know I'm just make some fucking weird shit and, the, and I know people are gonna like it and then hopefully and it will get me to where I want to go. I totally agree. I think it's like it has to be fun. It's like that 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 has to be the point of it. And I feel like they're yeah, it's that's everything you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think also in terms of you in the media, you need to talk about the one hundred thousand dollar pyramid game show that you start on. Oh my god! Yeah, that was a dream come true. I would when I feel like when you were a kid and they asked you what you want to be when you grow up, I would say a game show host. Oh, that was like my game dream. shows are huge. <laughs> Still is my dream, and will it will happen one day? But um, I I was such an avid fan of game shows, and like I would watch the Game Show Network and all that kind of stuff. So it was like always a dream of mine to be on a game show. And yeah, I was, I was in like a UCB Facebook group, which for like the Upright Citizens Brigade. And they said that they're looking for contestants. And I was like, okay, like obviously I need to apply. So I, you know, I work like a day job. And so like I went in the phone booth at my like day job and I just recorded like a video on my phone for submission. And then like whirlwind later. Yeah, I was like on the show, but it was like a very robust casting process because like they like you had to interview multiple times and then they did like practice rounds with you. You would like play the game on like Zoom with people. 
Wow. And then it's all, it, it was a, a beautiful meeting of like luck and like me being like super prepared and all this random shit for it to happen. And you happened to do it with like the stars of Pose. Yeah, it didn't get better than that. Like we had just like a shorthand. And so. Oh my God. Yeah, it was very, it was, it was incredible. <laughs> and you won, and you won what, like $50,000? <laughs> I actually, I actually won one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Nathan, you need to. So I famously, when I'm in a social situation, I think I'm annoyed that people think money is taboo, and I need it needs to be talked about in the open. <laughs> as he's fully clenching his asshole, I fully think it needs to be talked about. You won one hundred and fifty grand on a, on this game show, which I think is such a, a like you you did that for us. You did that. <laughs> For us, how much do you take away from 150k? You see that you see sure. Nathan Pearson on television, and then you look in your bank account. Three months later, when it actually hits, what has hit your account? Yeah, so they actually gave me a check for the full amount, and then you're in charge of paying the taxes off. And Which so, is how much do you think? Um, like maybe, a third of it. It was like maybe like 45 percent of it or something. Okay, um, okay, okay, okay. So let's say, like, conservatively, you probably, like, 80 grand. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was very happy. I like- <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I'm so, I'm genuinely, 150% of my being right now is just mm-hmm. thrilled to know that you got 80 grand from a TV show. It truly, but, like, it's this, it's truly stupid. Like, it's stupid. I, I, it's I, stupid in the best way. You, I mean, there are people that are far less deserving than you i'm so glad i'm not you... deserving i just like i i'm when i tell you i practiced so much like it became my life i would watch old episodes on mute and like play along i had friends facetime me and play with me i would study like every day and then like you can do all that and then get paired with like two oh. two football players or yeah. sorry two real housewives who don't give a fuck about the show and are just there <sighs> to like have fun and then I, I, I like witnessed, you know, cause I was like in a holding room with all these other contestants and like they, it's not, they're as good as me, but like their yeah. partners are bad. And so, but it's like a TV show. So like they don't give a fuck. They're just like, they're to have fun. I got right. so lucky that I got two people who like I had a shorthand with who uh, were there to like play the game. Like so much luck happened. Like it, that's why yeah, it's yeah, truly yeah. stupid. It's stupid. And like <laughs> I can't, I, yeah, it's, it's stupid. it's stupid. Well, one of the, one of the prompts was, you were trying to get, I think it was India more to say, uh, weak. And then mm-hmm. you said, quote, an old man's arms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said, weak. And yeah. I was like, and then as, I think that's what I like, catapulted you to like getting a big old dollar amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I played again. So that was like the first round. And that, that's the round I think I shared on social. And then I, yeah, and then I played another round. I don't know. It's so weird. And I, I love <laughs> it so much. I love it so fucking much. I mean, I, and yeah. also I think that game shows too, I can't exactly explain why they're so gay, but like growing up. Oh, they're gay. Yeah, very gay. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, specifically hosted by Regis Philbin. I was eyes glued, babe. It's loved. I mean, there's something yeah. just like phoning a friend. Who doesn't love a chat? I know. It's who doesn't love the high stakes, the drama, goo goo goo, the is, lighting design. Yeah, it is. It is camp. Well, also, we were talking about recently the weakest link. How queer oh, for I the love... way you get the way you get sent <laughs> off the show is a a, a a a a lesbian in glasses going, "You are the weakest link." 
goodbye. And then you're I, fucking escorted off the stage. I know. I want to be on that show. You um, need to be. Yeah. <laughs> you, it's like, you know what? It is? It's our era of like, when you get like taken off of a, a stage with like a hook. Mm-hmm. That's the weakest link, but like the gay version of it, which yeah, is just yeah, like yeah, a yeah. quippy bitch telling you, you are, you are not, you're the, the least smart person on the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, well, listen, I do want to ask you the famous podcast question, Nathan Pearson, which is. Whose fault is it that you're gay? Who do we blame, babe? Yeah, so we blame... We blame ABBA. <gasps> but, but specifically, we blame A-teens. <laughs> no one has said A-teens, Nathan. Thank- okay, wait, so explain the connection. So, my parents are fruity. And they love, like... They love, like music and like which is music is gay um but specifically abba abba was like wait so- are they are they are your parents male female yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but fruity fruity from just yeah, like yeah, their yeah, their, yeah, their, yeah. their passions okay go on yeah. go on and so abba was just like a really big thing in my house music was a big thing in my house growing up and so specifically like abba which is like canonically like gay but like i don't i don't know that so it's like it just just became like a, one of the soundtracks of my like childhood was just like the abba records so yeah, I grew up on that, and then A-teens specifically merged together my love of like pop music at that age with okay. ABBA, and mm-hmm. so that became truly my obsession. Where like I had the albums, and like I like would have like the CD booklets like folded out. They like posters in the CD booklets, you know, and yes. like I like would have like the creased poster like above my bed <laughs> of like the eighteens, and I wanted to be in the group so bad, and that was what what truly made me made me gay. I think that is absolutely because you know what it, it takes me back to not only the fandom we had for these groups but also the love of posters i mean posters were big i had yeah i had but it was like never like a like i feel like you i would go to walmart and there'd be like the like the posters in that like sliding plastic bin and i I never owned one of those official posters never it was just the ones from like magazines or like the britney spears pamphlet from the album that i would unfold yes like the magazine sometimes you would like take it out and then you could still unfold it like it was folded inside the magazine mm-hmm, and then you would mm-hmm. and of course the creases on your wall how devastating is that but like <laughs> poster creases are gay yeah, yeah um yeah. i had i think the funny thing is is that 18s i loved i love i what thank was god. i mean thank god was was this an 18 song Wait, now I'm not going to sing it because it's sing embarrassing. It, sing Can it, you? Sing it, sing no, 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 because I think it's. No, I don't know if it's. I, I promise I know about bands and, and of that era, but this song might be Spice Girls. But I'm going to sing it for you because you're, you're, this is a safe space, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me if this is 18s or Spice Girls or neither. <laughs> I'm so emba- I'm so like scared now. I don't know. You're embarrassed know. for me. No. Here we go. <clears throat> Upside down. 18. Yeah. Oh, thank 18. God. Sorry, thank I didn't mean to cut God. you off. Please continue singing. Please continue singing. No, you do. You needed to. I just needed the confirmation. Dancing on the ceiling, inside out. Stranger to the ceiling, got no clue what I should do. I love Yeah. So that was God, their sophomore that album. Uh, which was then they branched out to their own pop music, which I loved. But their their obviously their freshman album was the covers of all the Alba songs. God, eighteens, we love them. We love the work they did for us. I do want to tell you in t- full circle of what I listened to on the Fourth of July. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in the car. We were driving on our way to a party, and I felt the mood only called for one specific song, which was Avril Lavigne's 
I'm dancing in the rain, listening oh, so in the dark. I thought that you'd be here yeah, by I now. Know. I was just like, Is there anyone that to find me? Will somebody come take me home? I mean, what? And I think I want to apologize for the sheer gravel. No. My, my, I sound like I screamed all weekend because I did. Um, but that song, and then I, I followed that song with a poem. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Trying it's to so good. And then I follow that up with, um, it's Hilary Duff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to tell you, it's a Hilary Duff, like, really sad song about, like, rain. Come clean. You, now you sing it. Let's go back, back to the beginning. The beginning. There we go. Back to the other side. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the day called for. It was just really sad, powerful female pop stars from, like, what, 2002? Mm-hmm. That that was my my jam. My jam. and uh, did you like S Club Seven? Of course, I was obsessed with S Club Seven. People in my school were like like S Club Seven, Eighteens, and then that I feel like oh my god, I'm all, this is also harkening back to the era of um Stacy Orico. Oh my god, who is that? Okay, so she has this like uh, she kind of is a one hit wonder, but a very uh-huh. very big one hit wonder, and um she has the song. In parentheses, there's gotta be, out of parentheses, more to life. And the chorus goes, There's gotta be more to life than chasing up every temporary high to satisfy me. Do you know this? I, 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 I don't, I don't know, but I probably do. More. And the music video is very gay because she's in a different wig every scene. Oh God. We love it. I love it. Yeah. But I there's love, a costume change. I love when you, when all you needed to like, yeah, to like be like a one hit wonder in like the early aughts was like you <laughs> a blue know, wig. A blue wig. Speaking of blue, mm-hmm. dare I say another one hit wonder, Blue Cantrell. Oh my god. Blue Cantrell was um Blue Can- and Cantrell, that's a mushroom. Hit him up stop <laughs> Is it? No, that's Chantrell. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, but Blue Chantrell is your drag name. That's my drag name, yes. Um, Blue Cantrell has hit him of style. The mom was bleeming. She just keeps saying bleeming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. God, these are the songs. These are the songs. The soundtrack to my gay childhood. Yeah. And coupled with just watching game shows. Um, what other game? It was, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was a big one. Weakest Link. What are the mm. other ones that you were? Yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I would, I didn't like love The Price is Right, but I would like watch The Price is Right. We um, love, in this family, we, Matt randomly got into Price is Right. I'm not joking, like three months ago. Nuh-uh. <laughs> yeah, so he like was watching like. Old Drew, ones? Oh, the new Drew, Drew Carey, which is like very yeah, weird to see because I only, they're interesting because I only really watch the Bob Barkers, mm-hmm. but. Um, you know, Drew, I sound like now like my like, like grandmother. Drew does a good job. Drew, Drew does fine. Drew, you know, he, 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 and he does, but like, but Bob Barker, there was no one like him. Yeah. 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 Truly, truly. And what, what are your, what are your feelings on Steve Harvey's hosting of, um, I mean, I'm obsessed with like his snafus and like the moments, the, the moments of pop culture he's creating for us. I think it's funny. Yes. I don't, I don't necessarily feel anything towards him other than thank you for the, for the funnies. I mean, he's yeah, doing, he's, he's doing his job. He's doing, he's his, doing job. his job, but you don't really care if he lives or dies. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. 
So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I am really into um, British game shows, too, right now. What's a British? What's a show like? A, like currently airing? Yeah, they they well they are like old ones on YouTube. I just am kind of into like all of those. Like, there's a British game show called The Chase. Did you ever watch The Chase? They made a U.S. No. version of it. They actually made a U.S. version of it that like the writers were like striking on it and stuff, which is really bad. But it's a bad version. But basically, what it is is like it's um it's a trivia based game show where like you battle like these super. There's like a there's like five super smart people, and then like you have to like battle them to like answer questions faster than them, basically. So it's a chase. Um, but that's like a really great, a really great show that I like. I feel too. like I feel like the Brits oftentimes. And maybe with Fourth of July, it's unfortunately topical of like maybe we should go back to living under the monarchy. I think sometimes the Brits do things, do things, some things, something, something. If you were given the option to marry a British man and then be bicoastal, um, <laughs> London and New York, is that anything that sounds good to you? That sounds great. Obviously, there's a lot of details I need to like work out, but sure, sure, of sure. course, yeah, yeah, yeah. If um, you had to marry a man from a different country, what country do you choose first? Um. Honestly, I love, I'm, I'm, oof, 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 where do I want a gateway to the world? The you? <laughs> yeah, I would, <laughs> England sounds great, honestly. But like, I also would love, I'm, I'm like a huge fan of Mexico City. So like, if I could have a, a house there, that would be lovely. I find like a lot of people are going to Mexico City. I know. I've, never, it's I've the, never been. It's the new Iceland. And so people are going to, to Mexico, Mexico City. Mexico City is yesterday's Iceland. It is. Yeah, everyone's going there. But I, you guys should definitely go. It's gorgeous. and I need to go. Yeah. Pronto. 
pronto. I just, you know what it is? It's like, we are so wanting to travel, but like, because we really haven't done any trip like that since before the pandemic, we're like, mm-hmm. I, almost like in the indecisive state of like, we want our first one or like the, like a big one to be like really big. And then we just like, won't, yeah, yeah, we just yeah. have, won't. I, I mean, have you, wh- wh- where was the last place you traveled to internationally? Uh, I was in Tulum a couple weeks ago with my family, but that's not how like, was Tulum. It was good. It was <laughs> it was really nice. I'd never been, and so it was it was, it was also weird because it was like my first family vacation since I was like ten years old. So it was like very like it was like ten of us, like my siblings and their you know their husbands and wives and the kids and shit. So it was very like a lot going on. So I was speaking to someone yesterday about how blessed people are if they have their parents and their lives and it's like a really beautiful thing in addition to the blessed nature also being an adult with parents is something that i don't think you learn about like or you hear about i feel like having an adult relationship with parents is again great and also is something sometimes hard to navigate with like your parents are are supposed to quote know everything or be right on everything when you're a kid, but then as an adult, a lot of times we've learned maybe through our therapy or different things. Like, what if we? What if our parents are wrong, but we have to tell them that, and they don't think they're wrong because they were conditioned their whole parenting lives to be the right ones? Does that make sense? Oh, one hundred percent, totally. And I do, but I also like cherish my new adult relationship when it comes to like closeness with like mm-hmm. especially my mom and like how we're able to like connect about things that you know we haven't been able to in the past or can your mom um if you call her out on something can your mom be like you're you're right um no she's like opinionated in her own right Mm -hmm. so it it depends on what it is it depends on what it is how do you if if you when you get frustrated with your parents Mm -hmm. um how does that manifest is it something you just like take your breath and you or do you is there ever like a back and forth i'm someone who leaves the room Oh, like, you relieve the room. I'm not. I'm not confrontational. Yeah. Are you? Are you uh, currently single or in a relation? I am currently single. So, in a relation, do you find yourself to also be the leave the room when when a when like a heated moment comes up? I think in that scenario, I'm very much a. I I like to communicate everything. Like mm. I like desperately get to a place where I'm like everything needs to be on the table and like especially how you're feeling and I'm like I can't. Yeah, that's that's how I operate. That is me too, Nathan. But it it gives me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets you in trouble, is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Me too. I mean, it's, I, I learned actually with an ex that I, because I really wanted to overshare. Like, I mm. really wanted it. Like, when you say put everything on the table, 100%, but sometimes I want to put like everything on the table plus chairs on the table. Like, mm-hmm. the chairs don't go there. We yeah, don't need yeah, the chairs yeah. on the table. In fact, why don't we forget about the chairs? Well, well, what, what's a chair for you? Um, a chair for me would be like if, something somewhat my uh like small happened that frustrated me mm-hmm. that actually was just a passing moment that wasn't um too deliberate like let's let's make i'll make it specific with my ex um not i uh, truly this was over a decade ago but like we'll mm-hmm. say um actually this kind of did happen i think one time where like <laughs> i um i remember one of our <laughs> i don't think he listens to this but if he does it's like so mortifying that i'm sharing a fight from a decade ago but one of the last times we hung out before we officially broke up for the second time, I made him dinner. Oh God, this makes me angry. Even 10 years later, <laughs> I made this man dinner. Uh-huh. Granted, I was like 22, not a fucking Michelin star chef. 
But I'd gone to the grocery store. I got the chicken. I made some pasta. And so I made like a pasta chicken dish, right? I had purchased in my young, in my youth, chicken thighs that maybe had a little bit of fat on them. Mm-hmm. And when I cooked the chicken and put the chicken thighs in the pasta, I guess he didn't like that there was any fat in, in, in like he didn't like the texture or something. And he, while he was eating the food that I'd made him, and he was like, he was also like gone. He was like at work. So I made it by myself in his apartment. So I was like feeling like I'm like a little housewife making my men's meals. And then he comes back from his job in a horrible mood. I'm proudly <laughs> putting the chicken pasta dish on the table. <laughs> And this man really let it be known that he did not like what I had made. Is he, was he older or your same age? Same age. Okay. Or younger. I just, you know, I just didn't, that wasn't an option um, me, in my I mind. Think, I, I think same. I think same. I, think I love the idea of you being 22 and he's like 40. He like comes from <laughs> work and you're just like, what is it? <laughs> I'm the child that's just like always trying to get approval from my 40 year old boyfriend. I mean, honestly, I wish, but no, he just like, he was saying such like mean remarks about what I had made. Oh and like, God. I guess this isn't necessarily, now this is just me talking about like one of our last fights. It's not necessarily a chair on the table because mm-hmm. like I would have said something about that. Like, Hey, you're being kind of mean, but, um, it, it would be maybe like a lesser version of that. We're just like, get a, it, maybe a snide it. remark. And I'd be like, so when you said that remark, <laughs> that actually made me feel like versus like, you know what, Eric, just take a breath and have a sip of your, of your orange juice and move on. Totally. That that would be my chair on the table. I hear you. That makes sense. That makes sense. What is it like (laughs) not to ask the questions on your own podcast, which I feel like is a disease when you have someone who else has a podcast on the podcast. But I'm like, what is married being like? (laughs) Oh, married life? What's married life like? Yeah, for you as a gay. It's actually a really good question because at first, at first I'm like, well, that's kind of a big question. But then I realized like my layered answer is that it started mm-hmm. out feeling like, oh my God, in a cool way, I'm like everyone else, in like the heteronormative way. Right. And then since I moved to LA and I've met, for whatever reason, I've met so many more gay people here than I did in New York. And I, I don't really, I don't really know why. It's probably because we're allowing ourselves to put ourselves out there more because mm-hmm. of our fresh start. Whereas in New York, we were really in our routine. Um, but I'm meeting so many gay people out here and a lot of gay married people. And now gay married life to me feels like incredibly liberating because we are not subscribing to the heteronormative rules. Like, yeah. I can't really, it's not even just like in a like flirting hookup, whatever it is way. It's also just like in a, we don't feel as many of the societal pressures as some of the straight couples I know. Like Matt and I do want kids, but I will say, and there's a lot of pressure with that. And also there is a feeling of excitement and newness because we're obviously not going to do it in the same way our straight friends do. Right. It's both devastatingly difficult and expensive and also exciting because of where I think we're going to also, I think same sex parents probably parent in a different way. That's better. I'm going to say, I'm going to fucking say it, Nathan better. Yeah. Because we are able to take the best of, the things that work and then take away the shit that doesn't work and then make it better. Yeah. Will I be canceled for saying that same sex parents are better than straight parents? Maybe by like the family first foundation or something like that. But I think I have think, at me family first. Yeah. Have think, at me. I think everyone else will agree. Do you, do you want to be gay married one day? I think like deep down. Yes. But I feel like superficially. No. 
Ooh, <laughs> let's explore that. What's a superficial no! note? Oh um, I don't know. It just feels like the time and like what's going on in my life and my goals and aspirations. It's like, yeah, yeah. no, no. Is it a little of like Vanessa Hodgins in High School Musical? I gotta go my own way. Yeah, very that. What yeah. about us? Yeah. What about everything we've been through? What about us? Yeah. Uh, very that. You know, I never wanted to hurt you. I don't know. I, my dream actually is, are you a fan of David Sedaris? Yes. Okay. So like, David Sedaris has a beautiful like cottage in like mm-hmm. England and has a mm-hmm. husband who just like lives there. And then David Sedaris just goes on like book tours and like spends time in like the States and then like goes back to his cottage and like England. And like, I think I want that done. Oh my God. That sounds be That sounds so good. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be bored in my cottage, but right now it sounds great. Yeah. But I also would need that the person that I'm with to be like happy in the cottage, you know? A hundred percent. I, you know, my cottage is LA right now. And I was worried that Matt would not be happy in the cottage because mm-hmm. I forced Matt to move here. And he's... No, I did really. Yesterday, yesterday, he was under the influence, but also just like speak. He was more speaking his truth, mm-hmm. like loose lipped. And he was like, I love LA. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> I and hear that's, that, that that's what happens. People love it. It just like, we just like, yeah, we, we were talking about what we, what I was just saying actually is about like how we're putting ourselves out here more in a way. And like, we were trying to analyze if we were putting ourselves out there in New York, what would the difference be? And it, none of it actually matters. It's just interesting of like creating the life. Sometimes it's easy to think that you're stuck in the life that you've made for yourself. And I wish I had known in New York a little more when I was there that I was able to break out of the rut that I had become accustomed to. Okay, that's good advice. Well, it's just so difficult. That's so much easier said than done. Do you know? It's like I needed to literally change my entire surroundings mm-hmm. and coast of the country to give myself the uh, 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 allowance to do that. But I think that in smaller ways, anyone can do that wherever they are. Yeah, I don't I don't think about that when I think about people moving to LA. I think it's more like it's like oh, it's like industry, it's opportunity. Yeah. It's like I need like the blah 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 blah, but like the the self like healing and allowing yourself to do that um and open up or like explore is like also really nice yeah. to hear. I do speaking of this podcast, I need to ask you another famous podcast question. Sure. If the world was ending and you could only save one character actress, who would you save? <laughs> Yes. So in the vein of someone who lives in Europe and comes to the States to do their work, it, my person also does this, but their home is in Scotland. And Wait, wait, live, wait, wait, wait. You need to keep, play, play, keep playing this game. Don't tell me who it is yet. Keep they, giving details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They live on a, a beautiful cliff. Uh, their husband lives there. They have a bunch of dogs. They're, I think their daughter, I don't think she lives there anymore, but um, she comes to the States and does her work does her films and transforms in every role she does. And wait, maybe this is someone that's like, I just don't know lives in Scotland. And then, but I'm sure she has homes everywhere, but yeah, that's like her like thing. And then she like goes back to her like Scottish cliff and like lives a beautiful life. Um, her beautiful, tall towering life. She, uh... is it, um, is it, um, (laughs) Emma Thompson? No, but I. Side note: I just watched that movie uh, where she get, it gets with the hooker. It's really good on Hulu. I haven't. I didn't watch it yet, but I saw the. I saw the the posters, and I mean, seeing an old woman get railed is okay. Wait, I don't mean old woman. You know what I mean? Like no, no, no. I get it. 
Um, yes, um, but um, I'm um, a huge fan. I don't do. You, is it Kate Winslet? No, 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 no. You said tall. You said a tall thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You're on like the right track. Um, kind of. Um, uh, Academy Award winning. Okay, okay, I got it. I got it. It's Tilda Swinton. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I promise you that the name was on the edge of my lips. I just couldn't think of because I was like her face because like she is an alien. Yeah, yeah, she's an alien. Has she been named before? Um, I actually don't know if she's been the number one character actress that there might have been one or two guests that have said Tilda in because because I have talked about Carrie O'Donnell's Twitter account that like mm. it was like like t- it was like not Tilda Swinton that had such funny unhinged tweets that Great. you know like so, were I'm unoriginal so and stupid not at all <laughs> stupid 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 no Tilda Swinton is such a good answer and I think does I it makes sense that she would live in Scotland and then just like do her film film work and then go back to yeah. the Rolling Hills yes I I love her dearly I held a door open for her one time at a screening of the movie Akja that she was in, which was like the Netflix movie. How was the um, door-holding experience for you? It was really great. Um, How many stars? uh, Five out of five. Wow. We, like, made eye contact, and she's just gorgeous. And it was was really really beautiful and fulfilling and fulfilling. I I can only imagine it would be. I think Tilda Swinton is such a good answer, but I'm going to put you on the spot with a follow-up question. Sure. Do you feel comfortable saying a celebrity encounter you had, door holding or otherwise, that was not five stars? Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Um, uh, can, while you're thinking of one, can I tell you one that? Um, please, please, please. That okay? So Matt um, worked at a restaurant for a long time, fancy restaurant, and name, I feel comfortable. Name it. Si- name the, it. Res- the restaurant was Gotham. It's in New York City. Oh, I don't um, know. On like University and Twelfth Street. Mm-hmm. And I feel comfortable saying this because she is so removed from my world. He, unfortunately, did not have a positive experience with Joanna Gaines from HGTV. Like Chip and Joanna? Chip and Joanna. Joanna was apparently... Matt Like Matt loves... He's a design gay. Loves watching those shows. Mm-hmm. And he is also an introvert that doesn't normally bother these types of people. Mm-hmm. And he went out of his fucking way to tell her how much she means to him. Yeah. I start doing the cry. I'm like, and yeah. he, and she apparently like gave him like a face that was like, Oh, you do. And what she said, and what she said was, thank you. Like very just like, Oh, yeah. you do. And then like uh, metaphorically, emotionally, stepped on the glass and the mud spattered all over Matt's face and she went oh to her table. Oh my god. Unfortunately, like, I am, I relate to Matt and that I also, if I see someone, I would like, I'll be like, let me go up and say hi because like, why not? Yeah. But I know that's like, annoying, but... Well, there's always a way, a good way to do it, but go on. Yeah, but there was no good way for me to do this and it wasn't, a, it wasn't a negative experience. It was more just like a, okay, um, I went to go see Mean Girls on Broadway, original Broadway Love. cast. Love. It was my first time seeing it, because I have seen it twice. And I am waiting to check in, and I whatever, and then someone gets to skip the line. And it's Bernadette Peters. And so Bernadette skips the line, looks like, goes right in, and I go, and I, I went go by myself, because, like, go to musicals by myself, and I go, did you see that? Like, looking around my corner, <laughs> like, 
it's Bernadette. Like trying to find some, trying to find some gay to relate a with. A single gay person, yeah. No, no one. It's just like you know, it's a it's a bachelorette party behind me. No idea. I go to my seat. I'm like in orchestra left, brag, and um, I look like over orchestra center, like up three rows, and like Bernadette is over there with like these two old gals, and I'm like, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. I'm like freaking out. Intermission hits. I get bold. I go over there and I just go. You get out of your seat and you go over <laughs> during intermission. I just go, Miss Peters. I just have to tell you, like, you are an icon. Um, I like, thank you. Just thank you so much. <laughs> like, but like, and like, I regret it now because it's like, what is that doing for her? Nothing. It's just for me, just so I can like say like I talked at her, and like she just goes, she's like, oh, thanks, doll, and like her two old friends are like scowling at me, and so it wasn't like, so it wasn't like it was met with like, like oh my god, like you you hope you hope that in your like you know psychotic my brain you're like oh like I hope that like you you hope that person's like wow you saying that to me, (laughs) I don't know. So I feel like she was just like okay, thanks, thanks, doll. I I. I, you know what? The way you're saying it is you're showing beautiful humility, but I think that I think that actually I never aspire to be that much of an icon that when like a sweet, beautiful gay man comes skinny. up to me, skinny, comes up to me at the intermission of a movie <laughs> Broadway adaptation <laughs> of <laughs> Tina Fey's Mean Girls, mm-hmm. if someone says thank you for the work that I've done. I would hope, you know what? I bet you the two dolls that I'm with would scowl just because, like, I'm yeah. sure friends of icons are annoyed by Viral, getting stopped. Yeah. But I think that the person themselves, themselves should, like, be able to at least phone in a genuine response. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would. And I, and I don't think you were doing it. I don't, it sounds like you were, weren't being, it would be selfish if you were, like, shoving a fucking phone in her face in a camera and like you know like but just to like my example to that i've probably said before is so less of an important icon but an icon in her own right which is stassi schroeder from vanderpump rules Mm -hmm. and the the glare this woman gave (gasps) she didn't say anything she just glared oh yeah and i asked her like twice because (gasps) other people were like getting pictures with her (laughs) so like it was like i wasn't just like the only faggot on the corner it was like Mm -hmm. i was there's like only and there was only uh, all these other women but like the, I was never. I've never been glared at like that mm. before or since. That was more more of a a dagger. Yeah. No. I'm more like I want to talk to people who I like and like not get a picture or anything, and then take sneaky pictures of people who I don't like who are famous. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Can you say one that you don't like? Not necessarily that I like don't like, but I was having I was having lunch at Poppy's in Carroll Gardens. I don't know if you mm-hmm. ever made your way there. Were, were you in no. Manhattan? Were you living in Manhattan when you were here? I w- I lived in Brooklyn for three years. Like. Like around Prospect Heights, Crown Heights. Okay, and you're grounded. I, you're humble. You're humble. I'm humble. I'm <laughs> humble. My my street was really not cute and quite industrial. And then I and then I'm not as humble because actually no, I am just as humble, just like un, more annoyingly humble because then I lived in Astoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're down there. So you're go on. You're, you're 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 at Poppy. I'm at Poppy's, and um, it's it's um, Eben from Girls, and now this new show called The Bear on Hulu. That's really good. Oh yeah. Um. Marnie's boyfriend he is de- is eating with Peter Skarsgård or Sarsgard. Um so and th- we don't th- like Peter Sarsgard. Well, I was like whatever, but I was like <laughs> like sitting with my phone like tapping it like over and over trying to get pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do I do see that. I do see mm-hmm. that. I I I'm sure I know I've taken pictures of a celebrity in that way many. I mean, how could you not? Yeah. 
Wow. Nathan, I, I can't, like, literally it's been an hour, and how did that happen? Oh, my God. Um, before before we sign off, I do want to ask you a question that you were not prepped for, which is, Nathan Pearson, what is the best Whoopi Goldberg film? <gasps> oh, my God. I'm, I, I want to think of, like, a B film. Oh, my God. Rat Race. Rat Race. Rat Race. <laughs> <laughs> you were looking for a B film, and you found it, Bibes. Like you found it, Bibes. I think Rat Race is such a good Rat answer. Rat Race. <laughs> so bad with the most famous line of all cinema which is i'm prairie doggin Mm -hmm. which is so so gross (laughs) so gross uh nathan where can people follow you follow me at nathan k pearson follow me at secure the gag and listen to secure the gag the incredible podcast under the umbrella of the stunning Atlanta-based Wussy Mag. Thank you. And Eric is going to be on an upcoming episode. So oh, look what out. What a dream. Look out, Bipes. Thanks for listening to this stunning Nathan Pearson from Secure the Gag. I cannot wait to be on that podcast myself. But speaking of being on the podcast sphere, do me a favor and subscribe or follow That's a Gay Ass Podcast if you are not. These podcast platforms are pushing out different podcasts based on how many people subscribe and like really, uh, what's the word, engage with them. So please be unlike Meredith Marks and engage with that subscribe button. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being queer. And if you're not, call me. I I think I can change that. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.